Hello, ladies and gents. This is Mike Headley on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. On this podcast, we interview real estate professionals on their journey with their real estate career. They provide great value, insight, and knowledge. Continue to tune in. Hey, ladies and gents, we got another smoker for you. We got a brother who is killing it, doing his thing on the West Coast, particularly the Beverly Hills market. He specializes in luxury sports and entertainment. His name is Rod Watson. Been in the business 15 years, educating newbies and seasoned vets on how he took his business to the next level. Tune in to get some great tips. Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Headley. We are back with another great, fabulous episode on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Uh, anytime we have a guest on our show, uh, we really highlight and 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 really stretch their, their accomplishments. Uh, this brother here that 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 I really want to um harbor on is he specialized in an area I think all of us aspire to, particularly when we get in the business, we look at these reality shows, we look at uh, uh certain shows on TV, but he's actually doing it. This brother brother specialized in sports and entertainment in the LA market. He's been doing this about 15 years now. Let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Rod Watson with Watson Group LA VIP agent team in LA. How you doing, brother? Doing good, man. I'm doing really good. Thanks for having me. Man, you know, like I said, it, it was uh, uh, one thing about our show, we know we keep it real and we, we're authentic. I reached Absolutely. out to the brother and I said, brother, listen, I like what you're doing. I watch your page and I think what you are doing could be a plus to our audience and you might aspire, inspire, inspire and aspire someone. Mm-hmm. So, brother, without further ado, what sparked Mr. Rod to get in real estate? What was that? What was that light bulb like? You know, t- to be honest, I had different friends that were in the business that I saw them having success. And, you know, one friend in particular, when I was, I, you know, I lived in Texas. That's why I'm, I got actually received okay. my, the state of Texas first before California. Okay. And, you know, he would, I was working selling cars. I was at Lexus dealership at the time. And I ended up, you know, moving over to Porsche. Uh, as I continued my career, but he would come and whatever, he stopped by the dealership and he would say, man, you know, you should get in the business, you know, and this is what, this is, this is the level of money I'm making. And this mm-hmm. is this type of clients I'm working with. And, you know, at first I was kind of like, you know, man, I didn't think that highly of real estate agents, you know, not that, not okay. in way, but it was kind of like borderline used car salesman, right? That mm-hmm. was the but as I began to dig a little deeper and started doing more research for myself, my family was growing. My wife and I, we had two children at the time and, you know, we had owned real estate and I actually educated myself around real estate investing by taking a real estate course online called Carlton Sheets, how to buy a home with no money down. That was an infomercial that ran like late nights all across the United States. I think a lot of people that are in my age group, you know, late, late, late thirties, early forties or older mm-hmm. are familiar with Carlton Sheets. And so, mm-hmm. That was more or less the catalyst and the driving force behind me putting some thought in, in addition to my friend speaking to me about real estate. And when I was on the job working, you know, I was working long shifts and I began to think about my freedom, my time, you know, how much time I was spending. And I wanted to have more control over my life financially. Mm-hmm. And I saw they more or less being a pathway to developing the type of life of, that I wanted for myself as far as having freedom and then eventually developing financial freedom, which leads eventually to wealth. Mm. And so um, for me, that was that was the motivational factor, seeing a friend out there having one of my friends out having success in the business and then taking that course taught me how to buy my first property, um, you know, with no money down. And we bought a second and a third property. 
And then from there, once I got on the license side, I realized like, hey, you know, this is a career that I can do till I die, you know, if I, if I choose. And I'm very passionate about the industry. So uh, for me, it was like, I have daughters. I want them one day to work in the business with me. So I just saw it as a great career path that it was relatable as far as, um, you know, working in the space and dealing with people. Cause I was already selling cars and dealing with people on a day-to-day -day basis. I was in sales, I understood the sales process. Mm -hmm. So for there, you know, I just said, you know what? I think this would definitely be the career that can open up a lot of doors for me to create equitable opportunities for myself and my family. And I dove head. I just, I just dove in, man, head first. Mm -hmm. So, so, brother, before we kind of go any further, we got to peel it back. Carlton Sheets. Let me tell you yeah. something. That uh, for those who don't, like you said, the brother said, if you're in that that age range, you definitely get a good good understanding. Quick yeah. story about it. Used to see this infomercials coming on. I used to be like, man. And then in the lifestyle, you just think, okay, no money down. I went ahead and brought the course, but I didn't have no success because again, I didn't really apply myself. Was a yeah. little nervous. So kudos to you for really running with it and doing well. But you just have to uh, I just had to think about Carlton Sheets. That was funny. Um Yeah. Best hundred and seventy five dollars ever spent. How much was it that when you paid for it? It was like 175, 171, something like that. Best hundred and uh, uh, transition now before we uh, um, kind of like I said go further in the career how, if you mind sharing how many investment properties that you own because what I do like about the fact that you are licensed you have a team you sell real estate but you did not forget your personal so so where you at with that journey as far as investment property you, you still there uh, hey Rod yeah somehow yeah, we, I was that was a, we, had a little, I, we had a freeze there. Got you. Okay. Did you hear the last thing I said? Yeah, you asked me how many investment properties do I own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you mind, yeah. How many investment properties do you actually have? I know that you, you are, uh, uh, like I said, you got your license. You're moving forward with your, with uh, with your career in residential sales. But yeah. Course, so you, you didn't forget we, yourself. We owned four at one point in time, okay. and we ended up selling those properties over okay. the course, course of the last six to seven years. Eight, I would say, is shit. What is it? 2021. So it's been. Over the last nine or 10 years, we've sold those four properties. Mm. Uh, and basically the reason behind it was at that time, you know, working out here in California has been, you know, to, to basically materialize the dream that I'm living right now. Mm. Uh, I had to sustain myself. And so what I what we focused on doing was, you know, selling those properties at the time when the market was bouncing back. Now I look back, right. I'm like, should have kept at least two of them. I know, but, right, exactly. You know, high, high, hindsight is 2020, you know, because I don't regret it. Those were investments that have led me to being able to do what I do now at the level that I'm doing it. You know, I mm. pay. I didn't. I don't. I you know this is all cash, no carry. I didn't. I didn't take no credit. I don't. I don't have lines of credit. Any of those things. Okay. I fund, funded myself and my career, my business, and my dreams and my endeavors with my own money. Mm. It's, um, for me, um, I think the best investment anybody can make. You can invest in stocks, bond, cryptocurrencies, all of those things. There's no guarantees when you invest in those things, but. If you invest in yourself and you're serious about the things you want to do, you will get a return. And so mm -hmm. I chose to invest in myself and my family. And of course, we have some other investments in the you know uh, crypto and stock market that we put right. some of them to. Um, but the rest of the money, I've been putting that money into betting on me and my dreams, the things that I've been working on. So we had four properties at one point in time. We ended up okay. selling them. Okay. And the goal is <clears throat> eventually is to enter back into that space obviously you know like everyone else we're sitting on the sidelines waiting to see how this market is going to play out exactly. over, the next, over the next 36 you know 12 to 36 months because i mm -hmm. think it's going to 
potentially short or long-term play before we see how the banks handle all of these people that have been you know delinquent on their mortgages for the last what is it now well over uh 12 months um Correct. i don't think i think we're in about 15 to 16 months now so you know at the end of the day man um it, you know the choices i made to to invest in those properties early really set me up mm. to set me up to be into position where i am now so it was still i don't regret it it was a great decision so california you 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 trend I guess, I guess I don't know how you did the license. You get another license? Did you reciprocity? Yeah, actually, I actually had to come out and take the exam here. So you know, I registered to take the exam. Mm -hmm. I did all the coursework in Texas, and um, once I finished my coursework, I registered to take the exam, and I flew out and I took the exam, passed the first time. So mm. you know, yeah. you okay. do have to. You have to. California doesn't allow you to transfer in from other okay. states. Like, other states you can do that but california doesn't you actually have to take the you know take the uh coursework or the course and then go and pass the exam gotcha okay so got your license your license all right so now fast forward we see you got this awesome team okay <laughs> how many how many people on your team and what is the roles and what role do you play so it's seven of us um okay. i have i have a partner who who played in the nfl for 10 years super mm. bowl two-time Super Bowl champion to be exact awesome. um I've played kind of a you know a role of more mentorship with him and help and helping him transition into the real estate okay and his his actual role is he's the director of private client services so Byron mm. and I well he plays more golf than I do and he's he's an avid golfer you know I play for business and to make connections so it's kind of fun to me whereas he's mm. a lot more serious he keeps scoring he plays with a lot of heavy hitters so what he does is he focuses primarily on cultivating relationships. And that's how mm -hmm. I've gotten to where I'm at is through real authentic relationships, you know, meeting and connecting with people. But he tees up those introductions either at the golf mm -hmm. course or, or at private events that we get invited out to or just meeting people for dinner or lunch, things of that nature. Um, that's really his role is helping us cultivate and develop those relationships within the sports entertainment space since he, mm -hmm. he knows way more people than I do in that right. space. Okay. A professional athlete playing at the highest level. Um, one of his close teammates and really close friends, I would actually say his best friend is Terrell Davis, you know, Hall of Fame running back. Awesome. So we've had a chance to develop a relationship and Terrell's going to be eventually, I think, working with us to some capacity as a consultant and helping okay. us continue to grow. So those are two individuals that are working with us. Then I have Nikki and Natasha. They're both two young ladies that are sisters. They okay. grew up here in market and they're actually a part of our sales team. So they focused mm. on our sales. And then um, we have Kimberly Fontaine, who's also a sales a sales, a sales associate. Mm -hmm. And then Loli uh, Gomez, she's actually a sales associate, but she's the director of our commercial division because we're just now starting to launch a commercial. Mm -hmm. I nice. started out in real estate when I first got licensed. A lot of people don't know that, but I worked in commercial estate for about two years and when the, then the market kind of you know took a, took a dive and tanked. And that's when I pivoted into residential. But uh, it's seven of us total. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that work together. Um, the, the ladies, they're pretty much, and myself, are um, focused on the sales side. And as a CEO, that's my role. I really focus on, um, you know, helping the ladies maintain their business and grow their business. And then mm -hmm. I focus on growing my business based upon, a, you know, relationships that I have or that I'm continually always working to establish because it never stops, right? I mean, right it's, always, right. it's always an ongoing process where you're working to connect, especially in the space and the level of people that we're targeting to work with. You mm -hmm. don't just start with those people overnight like the people that i 
that people the people that individuals have seen me represent in the past mm -hmm. those have been some form of another long-term relationships that led to introductions or i knew those people at some point or some capacity where when it when when kind of like opportunity meets you know what i'm saying right. um you know um opportunity you know meets and you have the you have the chance to take advantage of that some of those scenarios played out because of the relationships that i had and that i established in the past mm. so um you know for me as a ceo i'm always just focusing on how to drive business how to keep the team moving forward um how to make sure that we're communicating our value to the general public uh the people that we want to connect with and serve and just you know man just really just be myself and make genuine connections and have fun doing this while i'm working in this space in this business and looking at always looking at creative ways to help us expand and grow mm. so what would you say to a broker i mean an agent just get uh, getting into the business and they are interested in following your footsteps right they may not have a uh, uh nfl connection so to speak or a friend uh what would you what kind of approach you think that they should take to to, to at least get to to that to that area where you're at yeah well it's tough i mean even mm. with background that i've had and mm. being in sports for you know over 30 years playing basketball and connected with some well tons of people from all backgrounds and mm. all over the world um if you don't have those relationships i think mm. what you have to start with is who are the closest people around you that do have those relationships mm. and you know you need to go to those people and you need to let them know what your intent what your intentions are what you're working to do and how you can serve and provide value to those individuals and then ask them if they can you know um create you know warm introductions to specific contacts that are in their space in their space that know like them and trust them mm. and i think taking that strategy is one approach i would take if you don't have people around you that don't know people, right, um, that are in the space that of sports and entertainment that you're mm -hmm. seeking to connect with, I think the next thing you have to do is you just have to start working at, uh, well, first you got to get a mindset that this is something you truly want to do and you can't be half-assed about it. Excuse my language. Mm -hmm. Oh, brother, we keep it real. We use profanity and yeah. everything on the oh, show. Cool. Well, Nothing wrong I, with that. Let it fly. <laughs> uh, you know, you just you can't, you really, you have to have a mindset that I'm, I'm going to do this. And mm -hmm you have to be committed to the process and know that it may take years before you close that first client mm -hmm. but if if it for me like for me you know my intentions were set from the from the gate like i'm gonna get i'm gonna get this or i'm gonna die trying mm -hmm. and there, there is no in between so mindset i think is the most important thing is, and with that mindset once you make the make your mind up that this is something i'm gonna do i'm committed to it then what i think you have to do is really start looking at what value can you bring to this audience and then focus on developing your unique selling proposition focus on uh you know hammering in what are your core competencies and how are you going to communicate that value to the individuals that you seek to work with through some very various forms of marketing events right or introductions by way of people that know you like you and trust you so um i think you just have to be intentional and you you have to you know develop a game plan seek other people out that are operating in that space even if you don't know them all people can tell you is no right and so we get told no in sales a lot and and you know that that's just what you know that's what comes with the business it's just a part right. of it there's no way around it so once you get comfortable with, with being told no you should always be encouraged that on the other side of a no is yes somewhere mm. So I think the, the key is, is that once you know that you're committed to the business and what it's going to take to get to where you are, 
You just got to put the work in and be patient with the process. In the meantime, you may need to do other things. You may need to maintain that side hustle. You may need to stay on that job that you're at. Mm -hmm. But you still need to work towards executing your plan and your vision of where you want to be. If you want to say, hey, one day I want to represent athletes and entertainers. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody. I, I don't I don't have any contacts. Don't be discouraged by that. But just know, yes, it will be a little bit harder, maybe even a lot harder than what I had to go through. But that's your story. And that's what's right. going to make. And that's what I think is going to make the journey even more special is that you'll be able to look back and say, I was able to do this without any connections, any relationships. Mm -hmm. And I I am a I am a true story of what manifestation manifesting your dreams can look like. So I think it's really about the mindset and commitment that someone's make towards accomplishing it, you know, and, and just relationships, man, you got to hit a lot of people up, you know, and you got to make sure, you know, what you're presenting is a one. So that means if you got to go to other people that, you know, like, and trust that are successful and say, Hey, look, this is what I'm planning to do. Take a look at these emails. I'm going to send out, take a look at these letters I'm going to send out or Here's what I plan to say to these individuals. Can I practice my pitch on you? Mm. Do do those things, right? You know, spend the time developing and perfecting your craft before you just run out there. Mm. You know, make sure you put the product out in the streets. You know, I'm mm. from the like growing up and having that experience of seeing, you know, family members and different friends that were involved in the gang culture or involved mm. in the drug. And on the other side, mm. you know, you know, being able to step back and see, okay, at the end of the day. It's all about presentation and the product, right? And what's the quality of what you're putting out? And that's what's going to resonate with people is how you carry yourself. Um, are you someone that's trustworthy? Are you someone that that is respected by others? And um, just being consistent is going to get you a lot further than just obviously having talent and skills as well. Quick commercial break. If you're interested in a career in real estate or you're a seasoned vet, you might want to change. New environment. You don't like the atmosphere you're in. The Headley Group Realty could be there to assist you with your career. What do we offer? Great culture, great environment, leads, and an awesome commission structure. Let us be there to support your business. One thing, you got to be in the state of North Carolina. Brother, let me tell you something. You said so many golden nuggets there. And actually, I usually ask, ask for that towards the end of the show. Uh, just I want to unpack some of that. Uh, two great things. You, well, you said so many great things, but two good things stuck out to me was commitment and mindset, right? And I think that's the part where a lot of people, particularly in this business, fail to really capitalize on. Uh, uh, you got to have that mindset and you have to stay committed because it's going to be like this. Look at that, look at this. And like, how do you deal with that, right? So staying around positive people or people who are in that same boat ride with you that's taking where you need to go, right? Um, let, let, let's, 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 let's transition in terms of, let, let's get to some specifics if you don't mind. Because, sure. uh, you know, a lot of times people like to hear that, oh, wow, he, he, he closed that many. He did, well, that was his largest sale. What was the largest sale you had dealing in this VIP sports entertainment uh, industry and real estate? And uh, how many units, even though I think this market is a lot, kind of, I, I don't know if it's tough for you, but the market is a little rocky for everybody. And how many units have you closed thus far this year, the team, and what is the largest sale? So the largest sale is 6 million uh, here in the LA market. Okay, uh, 6 million, awesome. And transaction wise, we just, we have two in escrow now. I think mm. we have 17 for the year. 
Mm, okay. um, we're on we on pace to do thirty, so mm. I would say we're slightly behind. But given the fact that you know um, our goal is to do thirty transaction total with between the seven of seven of us, right? Uh, I'm at eight myself. So mm. with that being said, the rest of the team, you know, you break them up amongst the other team members that I shared. But we're having a really good month this month. We had four escrows last month. We got nice. four this. And it looks like we're gonna have two more next month. So I, 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 we're on pace to still hit our goal. We were behind by about three or four transactions, but 17 so far this year. We'll finish probably somewhere between I would just say 25 and 30. Mm. As far as volume, uh, we'll probably be somewhere around 22, maybe 25 million dollars. 22, 20. Okay, so perfect. If you just average it out, it'll average out about maybe a million one million two per transaction now my own personal transactions that i've done i average about two and a half million mm. per because my price points are you know, obviously a little higher than some Correct. other other, other team wow so with the with them deals with them deals tell me the most uh if they if, if you had one because one thing about our show we keep it real me and his brother got on the brother was putting out a fire. He said they called him Fireman. <laughs> yeah, and he was putting out it, and 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 I said I can relate. And people are in the real estate industry, we all can relate to it. But yeah. tell us the the most challenging deal, but you still end up closing. Well, you was okay. about to say, man, really? I, yeah, another I had, problem. <laughs> yeah, I had a doctor client, and um, I represented her. This was a couple years ago, and um, she was selling her property, and we were purchasing another property, and the property okay. that. She was literally like five doors down from the house she was living in. Oh wow! And okay, it was it was a bigger home in her community. Um, she had two daughters, so basically, what ended up happening was that she was going through a loan process, and how she reported her income um, was a challenge. And so, she didn't necessarily like the fact that she had to show certain things um, to verify where her mm -hmm. money was coming from and how she paid herself. She was an anesthesiologist. Okay but oh, okay. she didn't work at the hospital. She contracted with the hospital, if that makes mm. sense. So how she reported her, I mean, she was Asian. So, you know, oftentimes they don't, they they like to- Real, Very private. Very private, mm. you know, they don't want people in their business. Let's just say exactly. that. So she took it really personal and got upset. She got upset with me, and even though it wasn't my fault, um, I did refer the lender to her. So of course, when you refer the lender, it's obviously they, they associate you obviously with, the problem right you it, are the it, project manager that's it and so um well what the issue was aside from the, how she was reporting her income it was the fact that um there was some issues with the actual property as far as the hoas and some things and how they as far as how the hoas were being reported and there was an assessment and so she didn't want to have to also pay that assessment and the agent who was representing her seller originally didn't disclose that, mm. right? And so that was an issue that we had to work towards. So I had to overcome two issues, basically, mm. dealing with the agent not disclosing about the special assessment. Because mm. the way we found out about it is obviously doing disclosures, right? And right. then we were in disclosures, we found it, but it wasn't disclosed at the point of time on, um, um, the transfer dis transfer disclosure notice, which is basically a seller's property report, just basically okay. report, um, details, known defects, or if their HOA is disclosing again, if their special assessments, etc. But anyways, she she was very upset and wanted to back out of the deal. Matter of fact, she requested to cancel the escrow, mm. and 
in mind, this all happened and we were halfway through, right? And her property was in escrow with the buyer that was prepared to close, but yet she still wanted to cancel. And I had to explain to her, I understand you're upset. I understand you're emotional, but also I have to understand from a cultural standpoint, her viewpoint and how, and why she was taking it personal. Exactly. And she works in a stressful environment. If anybody knows anesthesiologists, that's, mm -hmm. that is a very stressful mm -hmm. environment to work in. And you're responsible for someone's life. You can kill someone just by too many dosages. Too many, just small, just, just a, whatever that is, that's Correct. small no amount can be fatal Correct. for Correct. So mm -hmm. she was already working in a high stress environment and it's stressful when buying a property. So not only was she buying, but she was selling. Mm -hmm. And so I had to understand like these things happen. Mm -hmm. There's never a deal where there's not going to be problems. Sometimes we don't even tell you what the problem is. We'll fix it and address it without bringing it to your attention. Exactly. But, but in this case, these are issues that we have to address that do involve you. One being how you report your income. So it's important that you give the lenders what they're asking for so that mm -hmm. we can like, get through this process and let me do my job and I'll deal with the agent and her client on how we'll address this issue with the special assessment. Long story short, I got the issue addressed with the special assessment, which basically was like, look, your client didn't disclose this, this is an additional amount of money. She doesn't want to pay it. And I ended up getting the agent to get her client to pay it. So she mm. gave us gave us a credit for that amount of money, uh, which was like, I want to say it was like 2,500 bucks, somewhere okay. around there. And some people would say, dang, she was falling out over 2,500 bucks, but it Correct. was the print, right? It was the fact that it wasn't brought to her attention because, exactly. you know, that was going to be the seller's responsibility to do so. But mm -hmm. I got her to give her financials to the, to, to the lender and to disclose how, uh, well, they were asking specifically about some money that she that she had that she uh -huh. wasn't wasn't showing right uh -huh. ended up having to disclose that and she did it i got her to understand like this is important you know you have other people that are purchasing your property and if you cancel this that's going to impact them they're already prepared they're moved mm -hmm. they're moved packed up out of their home and they're mm -hmm. excited about purchasing your home Correct. i said told her like once this is over with you know it's it's done like we're only it's not like we're dealing with this for the rest of the year or correct it's you know or for the next six months or whatnot and i was like aside from the special assessment which is taken care of all you got to do is do your part and give the lender what they're asking for mm. and so more or less i was able to you know get her to, to agree and she did it and that by far was one of the tougher deals and it's the reason why it was so tough it was because it was at the end of the year it was around christmas time oh wow uh oh you know what i mean it, it mm. was stressful because she was so upset and we had put a lot of time in just the process of dealing with her and working with her to make this deal even happen and to get Correct. her home on track. And if you've ever been on the side of a transaction where you're working with a seller in the mar in this market in California and give mm. them sell their home, mm -hmm. but to then uh, you know a property that they're going to move you know transition into from the property that they own, it's not an easy task, mm. right? It's because you're dealing with timelines and all of these things. Exactly. So, it was like, man, we put all this time in and we don't want to just let this go down the drain over emotions and feelings. Correct. Um, but you have to be sensitive to people's needs. You have to be sensitive to people's cultural differences, their viewpoints. But at the end of the day, as agents, our job is really to really help people, you know, be reasonable 
um, help them understand, you know, the things that also oftentimes that they, they don't understand or they're not comprehending because they're upset or they're emotional mm-hmm. and really focus on getting how we need to find a solution to the problem. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what we do. I'm, I'm, I'm a problem solver. It's about mm-hmm. how do we find a solution to the problem to make this happen? So long story short, we got the deal done, got it closed, got her property closed that she was selling and she's happy now. She's in her home. She's been in now for almost three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Call me when she's ready to sell it because she understood that, you know, I, I truly cared about her best interests and I worked really hard to make the deal happen for her and her family. Mm. Brother, I mean, like I said, I mean, so, so much great information. There. I want to unpack that a little bit. Uh, you said two great things. The fact that the culturally, right, uh, particularly for these new, new ages out there and some seasoned ones who haven't had that communication before. If you're dealing with a client that you're not familiar with uh you have to respect the coach right you got to understand why they're thinking the way they're thinking right because you might just say well why she just sign the contract do whatever she has to do to make the deal work but from their culture if that's all she saw she she knows then she's approaching that a little bit differently right but you were able to understand that that was key you were able to understand that and move forward and close the deal I mean, I, I just, just take my hat off to you, as well as the domino effect of selling one property and buying another. All it takes is one glitch in that. And, and you don't even know, I mean, not this particular deal. And I hope this is not the case because you didn't mention it. If the sellers was using that money to buy something, another property. And I right. don't think that was the case. I'm unsure. Not, that wasn't the case. Okay. She didn't need, but she has, she has plenty of money, but it wasn't, you know, her buying a replacement property wasn't dependent upon her home selling. Thank you. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. So, so it wasn't one of them effects, but in the day, it all worked out. And uh, like yeah. I said, kudos to you on that. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about because you, you you tapped on it uh, uh, so much. Coaching, mentorship, training is that the secret ingredient. And some of the agents who's been in the business for a pretty extended period of time, they feel as though, hey, I don't need that. I know what I'm doing. And some of the new ones feel as though I got my license. I want to hit the ground running, right, without being trained up. What's your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Well, I mean, when you talk about coaching and mentorship and training, those are really three different things, right? And mm-hmm. when me about mentorship, I asked them, what does that look like to you? What are your expectations? Because we all have different, you know, I think expectations when we hear the word mentorship or there's different meaning behind it or sometimes we think mentorship is just someone teaching you right Mm. mentorship isn't just teaching you mentorship is that individual that can teach you etiquette teach you professionalism right help you to understand the processes and the procedures to becoming a professional in this space Mm. it doesn't they're going to be holding your hand and sitting there teaching you something every single day Mm. that's mentorship mentorship Mm. is all watching how another person moves, how they handle their business, seeing how they lead by example. That can be also a mentorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you have questions, you can go to that person and act, you know, ask those questions to, you know, have questions for that individual to answer and they're available to answer those questions for you or to give you insight from a professional standpoint how to excel or how to overcome, you know, whether it's objections or challenges that you that you may be faced with. They're not there for your everyday beckoning call they're not there for you to also abuse that relationship where mm. you're just information and you're not providing any form of value back to them they don't owe you anything because those individuals that are successful at what they've done 
they put time, money, blood, sweat, and tears into that. And it doesn't mean that just because they're successful that they owe you anything as far as sharing that information or helping you to, to be successful. So that's, I, I want to identify the three things that you touched right. on. As exactly. Um, coaching, just like, you know, when you think about sports, what is a coach? A coach is there to help you to develop as a player and also as a human being or as an individual to be the best version of yourself. Mm. To be able to coach you and to, to lead you into being able to be um, successful at what you do or to perform at the highest level, right? And to help you understand the intricacies of what it is you're trying to do, if it's a game or a real estate, right? And to be able to help you address and uh, uh, deal with whether it's objections, right? Or mm -hmm. to, and to help you build your business. So you're actually building a business as opposed to just being a transactional agent. So mm -hmm. coaching can come in various forms, right? Where it's one-on-one -on -one coaching or where you're a part of a group where you're receiving coaching or where you're a part of a, a, a coaching system, mm -hmm. which we know about hundreds of them. There are all types in this industry that right. you can get into and it's about being able to inform yourself and to be informed and to be able to have someone there to more or less you know be that accountability person to push you mm. um, to help you maybe go get over certain uh, objections or go through certain barriers or get to the next level so um when you when i look at coaching that's 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 my analogy if you will that's my perspective on it mm -hmm. and also is also about helping you build the level of character that's going to be needed to be successful right in what you're doing your mental approach you know mm. your attitude um and also um the professionalism that it's going to take to be successful at what you're doing mm -hmm. now when you move to training, that's a whole different thing training is that's your responsibility it's nobody else's responsibilities but yours mm. to train it's like mm. an athlete you want to be the best basketball player, you got to get your ass up and get in the gym and go train. You got to get mm. in the way train. And when you're training in both of those particular um, um, areas, whether it's I'm in a gym working on my shot, you're going to need a shooting coach or you're going to need a coach that's going to help you with your technique. Mm. When you get in the room, typically you're going to need a trainer, which is another form of a coach to help you you know, uh, to be able to execute and maximize that time that you're spending in that gym to build muscle or to build flexibility or to, to build your core, whatever it may be, you need a professional that's able to train you or coach you mm. when you're becoming the best version of yourself within a specific, you know, industry, career, um, or field. And so training is important in the industry because you need to understand the basics when you're first starting out, mm -hmm. uh, you need to understand the contracts that you're handling. And as far as how to actually interpret those contracts and communicate them to your clients when they have questions. So it is your responsibility to take the necessary time to mm. get the that you need. And it's also important to be able to understand without proper training, you're probably not gonna have the level of success that you would like to, or you may very well not be successful at all because you're not taking the proper steps to present yourself as a professional. And a part of being professional is knowing, right? Knowing the basics and being right. able to communicate with your clients, being able to provide a high level of value to them. Mm -hmm. um, and also having the skill sets that are necessary to deal with the challenges and the issues that come up in this business requires mm -hmm. training. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's what training, coaching and mentorship in my eyes, gotcha. based upon experience and this time in the business, um, that's how I view them. Cause I think they're all three or two, three separate things. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
they're all important but i think the biggest that's the most important thing out of all three is definitely training first mm -hmm. then coaching and mm -hmm. if you're able to mentor that's icing on the cake now you don't have to have a mentor to be successful right i didn't have one specific mentor at all at any point in time of my career now i had people that i went that i was able to go to and ask questions that's a form of mentorship now they mm -hmm. weren't there every day holding my hand or i didn't hit them up all the time but i figured things out i read i studied i spent the time i needed to 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 work on my skills and my ability to communicate with the clients that i represent or i would like mm -hmm. to work with mm -hmm. and i practiced just like when i was playing in my playing days and playing basketball i would get in the gym and get my shots up i get in the weight room and work on my strength and conditioning mm -hmm. those are all things that any individual can do when it, when you talk about real estate you can take the time to go to training or get training online, or if you're a real estate company offers training to go sit in on those classes. That's your time. You're making an investment and, you, and, and you're going to get a return if you're spending the time getting the proper training. Exactly. So somebody can actually start from ground zero and not know anyone and be able to, you know, learn what the basics are in this business and be able to go out and successfully grow their careers. And over mm -hmm. time, you can make, you know, when you make enough money or you have the means to be able to invest into a coach, do it because it's only going to help you develop and grow your business. When you when you have the opportunity to connect with someone that can mentor you, that's that like I said, that's icing on the cake and that's a great thing. Take advantage of that, but just make sure you're providing some form of value or appreciation exactly. back to individuals that are giving you their time and sharing that information. So that's my viewpoint on coaching, training, and mentorship. Hey guys, thank you for watching our show. We're gonna interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell, residential or commercial, here in the North Carolina area, refer us. We really appreciate that. Wow, brother, let me tell you something. You are enlightening us today. And as we wind down, is there a question that I didn't ask you that you would like to answer? Um, I, I was I would I would say I would say one thing I would say to anyone who comes across this video, um, when you're starting out in this industry the biggest thing is is to just focus on developing your skills and have a plan mm -hmm. right cultivate a plan business plan set your goals be intentional but have the right mindset and attitude that you have to be in this for the long haul mm -hmm. want to get in this business mm -hmm. and have success and as long as you take that approach and that mentality um you're gonna find the success that you're seeking out and that you want for yourself, but you just have to be committed to it mm. and understand. It may take you three to five to 10 years to really gain the level of traction that's needed to be able to support yourself financially. Mm -hmm. But if you to that and you take the actionable steps and have a plan of action, then you're going to have success. And I say that because a lot of people that get into the business, they get their licenses and they, they don't know where to go, you know, and they, they don't know which direction to go in or what to mm. do. And I think you need to you need to be prepared before you get your license on what your plan is. And my mm. example, before I got my Texas and California real estate license, I had a business plan. I had a plan of action on what I was going to do when I entered, entered the business. So that way, mm. my license, I was already ready to go and start executing my business plan. Mm. Brother, let me tell you something. We, we, great insight. But we ask, get, we ask every guest this for two golden nuggets, which you gave us about 20. Two golden nuggets, whether it be a book, scripture, a quote, or something that you feed off of, whether it's affirmation, incantation, whatever you got. Go ahead and go. 
Um, a book, I would say the books that, that kind of changed my perspective is Why Should All the White Guys Have uh, Have All the Fun by mm. Richard Lee. Um, and then Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that's a great read. It'll definitely help change your perspective. It did for me, and it led me to actually becoming an investor. And can, 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 let me interject. Could you repeat the first one again, please? Uh, yeah. Um, why should all the white guys have all the fun? Why should the white guys have all the fun? Got yeah. you. Okay. It's it's a good read. Um, quotes. I would say for me, I don't I don't I don't have one specific quote, but I will okay. say this. You have to have an under, you have to have a strong belief in yourself and your mm. ability, regardless of where you are in life. You might be at a low point, and things may not seem as though they're going to work out or turn into what you want or how you want them to be. Mm. At day, you have to stay true to yourself and have an undeniable belief in your ability to overcome whatever those obstacles are, challenges that you know you may be faced with when working towards accomplishing your dreams and goals. Mm. So. Don't doubt yourself. Even if you lack the skills or knowledge today, mm -hmm. that's the being a human being. The, the greatest gift that we have is in between our ears. That's it. Feed that, be patient, grow, develop, and give yourself time to evolve in the person that you say you want to become. Just have an undeniable belief in yourself. Let me tell you something, brother. If I can say that uh, uh, this is one of the, and we've done a, a few, few episodes now, about in our 30s, but this is one of my top tens because what you're what you're spinning out is nothing but great reinforcement, particularly for the ones who kind of need it. Might because sometimes we need that refresher, like a computer. And for yeah. the newbies getting into the business, you touched on so many things that should really help their business in their career. Uh, Mr. Rod Watson with Watson Group L A L A V I P L A L A V I P Agent team correct i want to make sure i'm yeah. getting it right okay right. brother i want to thank you for being on the show and like i yeah. said we you are uh an alumni to the show so any kind of we can do this again i'm always uh open to it if you are open based off your time and schedule yeah and, and, yeah anytime and, and we want to take our hat off to you this is thank mike Kelly on the heavy group real estate show hey gang i hope you really enjoyed that show our guests provide us some great tips and insight, and please support them on all social media platforms. And while I'm saying that, support us on all social media platforms. And don't forget, watch the entire video on YouTube. We'll see you next time.